Hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 278. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is Cheryl Anderson. She is the owner and creator behind Isla Jane Design. She is also just an incredible mother, an incredible designer, just all around incredible person. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. We encourage you guys always, always, always check the links, check the bio. You are going to enjoy what you see. So moving on to our official things going on with us. You can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. And if you would like to go into the rabbit hole that is our content, there are two ways to go do so. One is through the uh, official going on, which is the newsletter that is going to tell you who's coming up next, who was the previous guest, who is also going to be working with us on some collaboration, also what events in the local community that you should be looking out for and if you want to get more personal with Brittany and I there is a place for you to go do so at the blog the blog tells you a little bit what is going on with our family what is going on with our personal lives what we're into personally so we hope that you guys enjoy the the blog posting that we put into there uh, we are also going to say that if you want to become a super fan you can go do so at patreon.com slash fighting Arizona podcast there there's exclusive podcasts and also exclusive content over there only available at patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast guys we are into the second weekend of march wow time is flying by i cannot believe we are already into the first quarter of 2021 there's a lot of things going on so we hope that you guys are staying safe we hope everyone is uh trying to get a vaccination we hope that everyone is just you know all around just being safe and uh enjoying the time that they have with their family enjoying you know the time that they have to listen to podcasts so being that we're going to move on to my favorite part of the intro, which is the community corkboard. What's going on in your neck of the woods? So that we hope that you guys stay connected with us. You can go do so at Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a letter, send us an email, let us know who you want to shout out or what event you want to shout out. We have one for you exclusively today is Melrose Vintage Market happening March 21st in the Melrose District. They're going to be putting on a vintage market where you can go walk outdoors, mask our required it is also dog friendly and it is taking place from 9 a.m till 3 p.m march 21st free admission go check it out at melrosevintagemarket.com for vendor info that is it for our community court board guys so this is our episode with the wonderful owner and creator behind isla jane design cheryl i hope you enjoy this episode and we hope that to see you guys on the next one Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special every week, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, through the magic of Zoom, we have the wonderful owner of, I'm going to get this right, Elea Jane Design. Am I, did close. I get her? Close. No, it's okay. So close. Our, okay, so it's named um, after two of our daughters, and our okay. daughter 
Isla, who is the youngest of three, is not going to be happy because she gets Ayla. She gets, oh, Ayla, she gets That's why I want to make sure. I definitely want to make sure. But it's Isla, like I. I. That's what she tells Yay. all of I like my eyes and then la. So Isla. Isla. Oh, awesome. Isla Jane Design. I love it. And please welcome the owner, Cheryl. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. I'm absolutely delighted to have you. And today we're going to get into how you got started, all of the nuance that has been happening with the pandemic and so much more because you have a deep, rich history of different things and you people you've met and we've talked a little bit off air, but let's just get into it. I'm going to ask you the question that we asked everyone starting yeah. off is how are you doing through this pandemic? How is the family? How are you doing personally? So honestly, I feel like we're very fortunate. Um, I don't have a brick and mortar. We turned, when we moved here from Texas in 2017, mm -hmm. um, we found a house with a casita. So oh. we turned that into my studio. And nice. so when the, when, you know, everything hit and the kids were working virtually from home, I'm not going to lie. It was very tricky um, having at the time, a 10, an eight, and a five-year-old trying to homeschool them while work was a little tricky and everyone's on Zoom. Yep. Um, you know, and I, did, I didn't focus on my business for quite some time just because I didn't think people were buying. Mm. And I was completely wrong. I think I was more down with everything going on. I really wanted to focus time on my, with my husband and with our kids. And um, come summer, I don't know, I was just missing making. And so I started making things again and I made yeah. it more on social media, which I will say, it's like a blessing and a curse because social media is a whole nother job and it really works. And um, I was just intimidated do, doing stories. I'm not, I don't like being on there a lot, but I, I've discovered last year that, you know, when I'm in my stories and my do posts that have me in it, I just get so much more engagement. So that really motivated me to do more. And so Good. enough, things started picking back up because a lot of people bought earrings for Zoom meetings. You know, you don't, you change your shirt, but yeah. you know, if you change your earrings every now and then it looks like you have a completely different outfit. So I don't know why I thought of, didn't think about that faster. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's like what we've learned through this podcast is sometimes it does take a little bit of time to find your pivot. It, it yeah. may be the, the, word of the year was like pivot, you know? Yeah. And it's the word, it's the word through this pandemic is, is a lot for entrepreneurs is the word pivot, but it's, it's for some, it was easier because they've had the either the experience or the the um, know-how just kind of like really knowing how to uh, unfold and like un-engineer and re-engineer their business from the ground up so some people had that ability to pivot quickly whereas some it took some time to understand what was really going on and how they can control or you know even uh, move a lot of their stuff with their business into this new realm. So I think that's one of the things that has been um, a learning process for some people. And what we've learned is that what really helps is kind of the, the network that you've built around you. So right. what, I, what I'd like to ask you now is what did you learn from the community through this pandemic? Oh my gosh, I feel like I learned so much. I feel like I learned to not be afraid to reach out. Um, I think the the best thing about moving here in Arizona is finding all these gems, all these small businesses. And it's all about, you know, 
community and over competition. Yeah. And I met a ton of vendors where I reached out, listen, what are you doing um, moving forward? You know, there's no markets. Um, what are you focusing on? What's successful for you? And every, you know, everyone I've talked to was just very generous about sharing what's working for them. And it, sure. for me, it was just finding, finding my groove again with having everyone home. Yeah. I love, I love that you, like what you said is um, it's, community over competition. And that's yeah. one thing that we want to promote here is that mm -hmm. community over competition. When I started this podcast, it was really this, uh, this understanding of, I want everyone to have a fair chance. Like everyone deserves their opportunity to, to, at the, at the seat at the table. So, you know, mm -hmm. this was my chance to do so. And I, I, I've learned a lot. And one of the things I have learned through this community of entrepreneurs and other businesses of all sorts is just community over competition 100 percent is just it makes things better it, it really does show what we're about here and i think that's something unique here in the valley especially oh, is 100 percent agree yeah I, I love to hear it and so one of the things that now that uh, the pandemic has hit is it kind of moved our first question into the second place. And so now I will ask you that second place question is, can you give us a little bit of the origin story of how the design business came to life and your world turned into this, you know, hectic source of, you know, building and making and, and all of this different, um, you know, accessories in your life. Yeah. So um, if you asked me 10 years ago, if I was doing this, I would definitely, I'd be like, no, I don't think so. Um, I was in hospitality for 12 years yeah. and um, I worked in sales. I worked at a hotel and I love people. Um, definitely a people person. Good. And um, <laughs> when we started having a family, we, um, at the time, this is back in DC, um, we had our son Clark and then a Lily Jane, our other daughter followed shortly after. Mm -hmm. And before our son turned three, we found out he was diagnosed on the autism spectrum. Uh. So that changed a lot of things. We were very fortunate. Um, we decided for me to stay home full time. Yeah. Because my husband, who is also in hospitality, we traveled a lot. And oftentimes it was at the same time. Yeah. We were very lucky to have my family there to help with the kids. And so that I started staying home full time in April of 2013. And really the big focus was just on the kids, but mm -hmm enough shortly after I started staying home we found out we were going to move to Texas for my husband's job um and that changed a lot of things too um yeah. we were in a great school district thankfully I really believe in early intervention that made a huge difference for us which is how that ties into my business as well yeah and so after having our third kid in 2015 I not that I was bored, don't get me wrong. I was busy, but I, I was missing something for myself. Sure. Um, you know, having three kids and um, I wanted to do something for myself. And one, I love jewelry. Um, I love making things. I, I think I got that from my dad who was very artistic okay. and um, I have metal sensitivities. So yes. there's certain metals I can't wear. And so all these fun accessories I'd see out there, I can't wear. And so what started out as a hobby is making gifts for friends kind of turned into Isla Jane designs, which is named after our two girls, Isla and Lily Jane. 
That's beautiful. And then for each pair purchased, I donate a dollar to journeylearning.org, which is a preschool for kids mm-hmm. um, who are on the autism spectrum disorder. Yeah. And um, the founder actually was our son's occupational therapist. That's so cool. Uh, when we moved to Texas, um, we found her, you know, it was a, it was a huge blessing yeah. that we found her because resources in DC are wonderful, but you're on a wait list for everything. And so we, we found her and the early intervention programs they have there. It mm. just, it was just wonderful for us. And yeah. we saw progress and we, and we learned a lot. And so yeah, that's kind absolutely. Of it started, um, again, not, not what I thought. 10 years ago, but it'll be five years this year. And I'm just so grateful that people actually like wearing my things and are buying from me. Yes. That's so exciting. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. First off, you know, you know, you as a parent, um, you know, having to first take in the news that your child is, you know, being diagnosed like this and, that it just, it says a lot about both you and your husband, you know, as, as individuals and as parents together, you know, working through this and as a family, as a whole for your kids, you know, brother and sister, you know, all of these dynamics coming together. So kudos to you for, for, oh, for, you. for, for so, you know, many years of, I know there's probably ups and downs, some good stories and bad stories, things that make you cry and stuff like that. But it's like, it really does say a lot for not only you to like have these three kids in your life, but to also still have the magic and, and, and creativity to want to do more the like extra job, like on top of all of that, to want to be creative and give that outlet some, some room to grow. And, and, and it really just, it means so much to other parents who, you know, want to understand that portion of it, like that want to understand like what, what about that creative outlet mm, kind of helps you in a sense? Like well, what, I mean, what about it? Yeah, that's a great segue. Honestly, for me, it was art therapy at night. Like mm-hmm. the days were just so chaotic yeah. and really all about, all about the kids all the time. And sure. on a very rigid schedule, our son was an occupational, occupational therapy twice a week, right after school, as well as speech therapy. Yeah. And then, um, he loves music. Um, he knew there was something about music because the wild thing with him is that he could sing before he could talk. And he, could, and he was obsessed with the Beatles. And so when he was obsessed with the guitar, I mean, yes. like was George Harrison for Halloween one year. But <laughs> That's that, beautiful. We found a music therapist. Yeah. We were on a busy schedule, but again, we were so fortunate. We were able to do all of this. And then by the end of the day, it was just something for me. I don't sleep anyway. So I would just stay up and create and make stuff and try new things, see what works, that kind of. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to get to is that root of like, you know, through whatever it may be, the hardship or pain or, you know, whatever pushes you forward you manage to make that happen and so that that's really great the other aspect too is when you guys moved down here and you guys you know came to this this part this Arizona and you know it it says a lot about having to pick up your family and your business and and move it all to a new place like this what was that conversation like with your husband and your family to like have to say okay we're moving again to another place that you guys don't know it's like what challenges 
to communicate all, all, to your son too, who has to go through this hardship and, and no, not, I guess not hardship, but it's like to under, help him understand that you're going to be moving from one place to another and you're going to have to learn some new things. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Um, you know, I think because, gosh, how old was he when he, he moved here? Oh my gosh. He was old enough to understand. Yeah. One of the things we did was we did a PowerPoint presentation for the oh. kids. <laughs> That's so sweet. That is really sweet. He's like such a visual learner. Yeah. He loves sports. And I I don't remember it all, but one of the top 10 reasons why moving to Arizona is going to be awesome is that <laughs> this is one of the top three is that we were going to be closer to Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> and so we pumped up about that. Yeah was excited so the you know the one thing about our son is that he's fully mainstreamed now okay yeah awesome big believer of early intervention i think if you know we didn't if we hadn't done the path we had it would be very different um but you know he was he was excited that we were going to try something new or mm-hmm. do do something as big as this. But he was yeah. just excited, like something like, oh my gosh, uh, don't get me wrong. He was sad with his friends, but with modern technology, you know, like we can FaceTime your buddy. Yeah. Um, we'll make sure he loves baseball. You know, we'll make sure we find all the things that you were able to do in Texas, you can do here again. Yeah. So I think we just, you know, we hyped all the kids up and they were yeah. all excited. And we made sure that, you know, we are not going to forget our friends who are leaving behind here. For sure. Um, so I think, I think that was really important on the business standpoint. I'm not going to say it was hard. Selfishly, it was hard because I opened my Etsy shop in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then we found out we were moving and it happened really fast in July of 17. So it hadn't been a year yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, I, I did not focus on my business for a few months. After yeah. that. I mean, I would make things for people who would reach out to me. Um, my friends or repeat clients from Texas, yeah. from Etsy, but you know, my goal was to get everything settled personally first Yeah. and then start. That's so it's it's such a weird thing how like the world works where you're like it's like you transition into these different areas of your life. And so it's that one period of like where you're not working is Mm -hmm. like that little speck of like sometimes it's what you need to kind of like keep you keep that creative like. Right. Yeah. 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 Reset buffer, just whatever you want to call it. And I love that. Um, Let's go, let's go into a little bit of like how, how the different kind of developments because you went from leather to what are you working with what material are you working so with now up. yeah so i love leather because it's lightweight yeah um and it's it's super flexible i mean you can do so many fun designs with it um i i will say leather has gotten very big mm-hmm. and so i wanted to add some different mediums okay. um i love acrylic because acrylic is lightweight as well yeah um very trendy right now. And then one thing I added, which I love. So in the Philippines, rattan is huge. Oh, okay. uh, rattan is sustainable. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you've noticed, but right now I'm seeing rattan everywhere from furniture nice. um, and to jewelry. And I grew up to rattan. And so it was just a perfect fit 
to add that um, other element in my yeah. business, um, having that. And so I actually work closely with a gal from um, the island of Cebu in the Philippines. Nice. And I source my rattan um, from her and she okay. uses practices yeah. um, they're all hand woven and they're all um, natural nice. and they're not synthetic so I'm like you know quality is really important for me yeah. um, and they're also lightweight so yeah that's what that came about now the woman that you sourced the in the Philippines mm -hmm. I assume you know the I guess you grew up speaking the dialect and can you do you know what the language is like can you tell us so it's, it's Filipino I well, yes, the dialect, the dialect um, well, there's lots of different dialects, but yeah. the main one is uh, Tagalog. Okay. So I still understand it fluently. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't speak it very well. I call it Tagalish, like Tagalog English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Spanglish. Yes, exactly, right? So, yeah. but with modern technology, you know, just with modern technology and emailing, yeah. but it's also very common um, as English as a second language. You know, not English as a second language, but yes, English has a second language for them there. Like English yeah. is very common in the Philippines. So oh, okay, yeah. A communication barrier. Although when okay. I try to message her in Tagalog, my spelling is completely off. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, just stick to English, I'll figure it out. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let me ask you this though, because do they do metric? So did you have to learn the metric system again? I mean, like, you know, I'll be honest, like with Google, <laughs> it's super simple. You just like, just like you know, convert tell me what the conversion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay. So let me ask you this now, because the pandemic has made it such an effect on everyone's means of like getting material and getting outsourcing and resources. What was it like to having to go through that process of like, you know, out, you know, resourcing this from this out uh, in the Philippines. Was there a difficulty? Was there like a wait period of any sort? So, no, I mean, I'll be honest. I try to buy all my supplies in large okay. quantities. Like, I don't know if you can see all my leather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see it now. I notice so, it. Um, I, I try to be mindful when I order things. Um, and I always order things like several, like a season ahead. Yeah. So, I already planned out spring and summer during that pandemic. So gotcha. I kind of have an idea. Um, so fortunately, I, you know, that's the only tricky thing is some of my leathers are from Europe, but fortunately I had ordered that before it hit, like it gotcha. came last February. Gotcha. Um, but some of the other findings that I have, like the metals are here that are, um, that are here in the States. Gotcha. So, okay. Oh, that makes sense. And that does help a lot too, when you're sourcing things that are local and things, you know, it does get tricky when you're doing international and stuff like that. Yeah. There's long yeah. wait times for shipping. So, but you, like you said, you had uh, resourced them early on. So that's really good. It's yeah. also shows like the level of like, uh, I guess professional or like, uh, you know, knowledge that you have about what's going on in the, the, you know, your business. So you can, you can go out and you've learned the mistakes. You've went to go do a season I earlier than what you sometimes. <laughs> but honestly, I like to change things up too. So yeah. I, you know, I do buy a big quantity of things, but I also like knowing that, you know, you can't just get my stuff anywhere. So that's mm -hmm. why it's nice to change things up because things are always. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So let me let me ask you this: that your daughters are named after this business. Do they uh-huh. get any input into the designs, and do they get to make or create any with you? So um, the only things I actually let them do because they're they're like, Mama, I can't wait to make things with you, <laughs> and I'm you know I have to be careful about that. I, they if you ever get one of my Isla Jane boxes mm-hmm. with a crooked sticker on it. Ah, gotcha. I'm like, how you can help me with shipping, or if the shipping label is a little bit crooked. (laughs) You know, I'm trying not to micromanage the labels, but I will I will let them do that. Honestly, nothing more because I'm also particular with them, you know, like what they can and can't touch. Yeah. Um, but yes, my daughter Lily Jane, who is nine, she's my little fashionista. Oh, so I do make some earrings for younger kids, and she's the one who I test. You know, nice. so I know what thing what things will work and what things that don't work because sometimes she'll forget she has them on, and then mm. she leaves them in the shower. Yep. So you know, she's like my tester. Yeah, she <laughs> she really does like product testing for yes, your children's it. line. That yes. makes sense. Like, who will do not put it in the pool? It will get. <laughs> So these are the types of things that you learn ahead of time by doing product testing. Yes. Yes. Oh man. But that's really great that they're involved like that. I just can't, I imagine like later down the road, one of them, if not all of them would come into you and say, mommy, I want to start my own business because I see you doing yours. And do you see any of them kind of like slowly wanting to become business owners or any kind of creative outlets like that? Well, it's funny you say that because, um, what was it in November, you know, like lemonade stands, like you can't, and so, but my daughters, cause we have a wash in the back area, they love crystals and they love collecting crystals. (gasps) They set up a like for sale crystal for the neighbors and they they made like 22 bucks. That's awesome though. So I feel like there's an entrepreneurial spirit in all of them, but yeah. also my kids have to earn money if they want things. And sure. so they like, you know, the value of saving um, and how important that is. And, yep. you know, you won't get stuff. And so you have to earn to yeah. get what you want. I love it. I love it. I love that you're teaching them at an early age. You're getting them hooked in early, getting that money management. You try. try. It's not easy. (laughs) You try. (laughs) What is, uh, so like, what, let me ask you this. When you had the conversation with your husband about changing that casita, was, was he like hesitant? Was like, Oh, I was hoping to kind of keep it as a, he is amazing. He's kind of like the one that pushed me to oh, good. business to like do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just do it. Have fun with it. Because when we were in Texas, it was in our formal dining room. I mean, like oh, we yeah. formal dining room except for Thanksgiving, right? I mean, yeah. for us. And so um, the nice thing is that when we saw this house, we were here one weekend. We saw 40 homes. Yeah. <laughs> it was nuts. But having the separate space completely closed off, yeah. and I can work late at night and not be loud if I have to hammer. I mean, he's just been so supportive. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. So l- let me go into a little bit of what we like to now go a little bit into the nitty gritty of your kind of weekly, how you go about things. So what's what's kind of like your Monday like? Can you give us a little bit of a outline or a breakdown of how you like to work on different projects or different kind of pieces one by one? 
So I will say every day is a bit different. Sure. Um, just because I also have my online. So it, it depends, you know, I'll get yeah. orders when I get orders. So really on Monday, my focus in the morning after I get the kids to school is to get any of my orders that had come in the day before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything is shipped. Gotcha. Um, and it's, I'm so grateful. <laughs> Our mail lady knows how many packages I sent. She <laughs> gave me her cell phone. So I just text her. And she just instead of me having to go to the post office. Yeah. And so she's awesome. I I've made her a ton of earrings because <laughs> that's cute. It's my life easier, right? Yeah. And so when the kids are in school, that is when I do my cutting. Anything that I have to do that's loud, any hammering. Yeah. Um, I do bracelets too, and so oh, cool. I can't do that at night when yeah. the kids are sleeping because then they'll wake up. Um, and just you know all the computer nitty gritty, not so fun stuff that I like doing. I try yeah. to do all of that when they're in school and okay. then when pick them up. It's, you know, after school activities and homework. And then I usually don't get back to work until about eight thirty till 11 or 12. Gotcha. Is there anything routine wise, like in the morning or in the evening that you like to keep uh, on your schedule that keeps you either sane or like in shape, whether it's like working out or reading or whatever it may be? Is there a routine that you like? So just recently, I started doing um, audibles. Oh, nice. I was just going to say, I've just been getting a lot of like people who are busy entrepreneurs or business order that are all about audible. And I just keep hearing about it. So I'm about to take the plunge myself. Yay. (laughs) No, I think it's great because when I'm working, I don't, I usually don't even, I don't have music on or anything. Okay. Quiet. But then I started the audible and it, I, I love, I mean, I love it now. Awesome. That's good to hear. A book club, which is why they, And I felt guilty. I said, listen, I don't have, they're like, no, we all do audibles. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're the only, like, you don't show up with a book. You're just kind of like, I know what's going on, but it's, I don't have the book. I just listen to it. Yeah. I know that's funny, but you know what? We're all moms who are in it. Understandable. From our daughter's preschool. And it's nice to have that to look forward to and talk about. Yeah, it's good. And I'm so glad that you're like, you guys are free. Like you're honest about it. It's like, look, we got kids. We get, (laughs) we're doing the audible. That's you guys are free, free about it. And it's a beautiful thing because, you know, I'm in the, I live in the car line. And so when I'm waiting, I can listen to the audible. I can go after. Yeah. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Like that makes a lot of sense now with the time that you go and and you're with the kids and all of that and like dropping off, picking up. I can imagine you could knock out a book or two in just a few days. In in like three, four days. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm also always interested in finding out, you know, future or, you know, kind of surprise things that you're working on behind the scenes. Is there anything that you have in the works that you're excited about? So actually, yes, I, um, I'm really pumped. I'm working okay. with this amazing woman. Her name is Gina nice. and, um, I'm bummed because she just moved to Colorado Springs, but she no. used to live here no. and so we never <laughs> met. And literally, I don't know, it wasn't even a month ago. I just reached out to her cause I was just looking for some inspiration. Yeah. So she, um, her business is called love gives art. Okay. So, um, 
obviously she's an artist, but her big thing is upcycling things. So she, gotcha. um, she takes used items, whether they're shoes or purses, and she gives them a new life. So she paints on them. Nice. And um, we're doing a fun collaboration, uh, two-part collaboration. One is going to be for Autism Awareness Month, which is in April. Oh, and awesome. And I have a special design that I'm launching. And she is uh, going to paint on them for me. Nice. And all the proceeds for that will be going to journeylearning.org, which is the preschool that yeah. um, we donate to. And yeah. then the other piece is just going to be a fun collab with the two of us selling a limited amount of these specific earrings with her beautiful work on it. That's wonderful. You guys are doing like, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's a collab that I'm like, that's, it's just, it's like beautiful because there's no wrongdoing. There's just some, just so much love and, and creativity that goes into it. There's, there's no negativity. There's just like beautiful art. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited too. There's a lot of people that are collabing together now too, that I'm just like really excited for because my whole thing is just about networking people. Like yeah. I, it's just really incredible individuals here in the Valley that are artists and all around the whole state that do really interesting and wonderful things that I'm like, we're just always connecting. It's like a small world too, because when you it's brought up, it is. So when you brought up your sensitivity, my wife has a metal sensitivity. So she can't like, you know, any kind of precious metals that turns her skin green and stuff. And it's just like one of those things that like, she just doesn't wear any jewelry at all. So saves me a lot of money, but I still want her to feel like she can still wear jewelry and stuff. So it's like, I have a rubber ring, like we have rubber rings and things like that. Like that just kind of really you know, it's a small world that's like, I didn't know anyone else who had a sensitivity like that, like to precious metals. Yeah. I mean, you know what the crazy thing is that after I opened Isla Jane Designs, I met so, I've met so many people who were nice. very similar, which is wild. I didn't know how common it was. Um, cause my daughter's the same way too. And so ah. I'm really particular with the metals that I use. I can't yeah. use, I can't do plated. Huh. I can't do brass. I can do brass if it's like a, an accent to the earring, but not the actual hook. Hook, yeah. I, um, short of it being gold, gold filled is the closest thing you can get to gold okay. without having to break the bank. And so I use gold filled, sterling silver, nice. uh, or surgical stainless steel or titanium for posts. Oh, okay. Nice. I got to let Britt know about like what yeah, you use. Yeah, that would I would love to let her know because she's just she's always like out I, I think she's kind of given up on like jewelry for her ear, but it's like other things like necklaces, rings, yeah. and bracelets. I would love to like try and do that for her. The other thing too is like this small world, and we talked about this off air, is that you've known and met with the girls who are and you've participated with Junk in the Trunk Vintage Market, and we've met them and just kind of like the history with all of us. It's just like it's so crazy. So one of I'll tell you my story of how I met them is I started this podcast and we were just really doing a lot of friends who had businesses and people mm -hmm. I've worked with in my network. These girls were the first girl, like first individuals that I went out of my own friend group out of just out of the blue was like, look, I'm taking a shot in the dark. These girls sound fantastic. They seem like they'd be on board and they have a great following. So I was just like, mm -hmm. okay, shot in the dark, send them an email. They were like, yes, let's do it. And I was so floored like, cause it was just like,
like the very first time someone was like out of our group was like, yeah, let's do it. Sure. Let's like, it sounds so much fun. So (laughs) So, yes. Thank you to those girls for like making so like literally it's episode, I think 15 or 16. And it was just like incredible energy. They were incredible. Their story is amazing. And Mm -hmm. I just love everyone who work with them because anyone who works with them understands that their energy is something infectious. Like they have something about them. They are just so very down to earth. Yes. And um, I mean, talk about pivoting with what they did for 45 small businesses last November and December, opening up the shop, you know, the market at the quarter, like what an amazing opportunity um, during a time where a lot of people were struggling. So I'm so, I'm so very grateful that they did that. Well, I can't, yeah. And Kevin too. I can't forget Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, but, and also the fact that there are moms between them and then they have their, their side um, hustle with helping the female community by empowering, the, empowering them yeah. with the foundress and things like that. It's like on top of everything that they do, they're bringing together community and other strong women along with them. You know, I, I always say to them, it's like, I admire them and what they've been able to accomplish. I just wish that I could help them in any sort of way by being able to be an outlet for their individuals, like their women or whoever they come to. It's like, please let me record with them and share their stories because I think anyone who works with you or it would work well with us. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. They're, They're wonderful. Um, so we're reaching the end here, but I want to give you an opportunity. This, the end portion does give you an opportunity to promote for yourself, your business, and let everyone know where they can find your social media. But I have one last question for you. It's kind of like a last question just to kind of end this and make it a fun little podcast for all of us. Um, I know I'm reading my notes here. So you're working with the, um, with your, with the nonprofit Journey Learning Center, but I want to know more about the founder. Can you give us a little bit of like an interesting story of like, because I know that she worked with your child. Was there like a, like a moment that you encouraged her or anything like just like a fun moment between you guys in your family? Oh my gosh. A fun moment. That's a lot. We saw Mary for four years. She honestly, she was my go-to person when I would have moments of almost like near breakdown. Okay. So, you know, Mary knew nothing that I was going to do about this with Isla Jane Designs. She had no clue. I just, in my heart, wanted that when I was going to open a business, I wanted to somehow include what she has done for our family because we can't thank her for everything that she's done and has opened... um, our eyes, but let me tell you something amazing about her. She is a mom of 10. Wow. um, Was told she could never have kids. And so her first son, Steven, she adopted. Okay. And I believe he is on the spectrum. Yeah. um, Which is why, you know, she is in the path she is. And then she ended up getting pregnant and having her daughter, Rachel. Wow. Who is now an occupational therapist. Yes. For learning. Keep the family dream going. <laughs> and as if she wasn't any busier um, with two kids, she's always fostered. And so I want to say, yeah, three kids that they fostered that were, oh, I'm sorry, no, four kids that they fostered were all siblings. Yeah. She ended up adopting. Wow. That's so incredible. Her, she and sounds then, so fantastic. Um, 
white woman. And then um, she actually had remarried at one point and then she has stepchildren. So that's how you get with get 10. 10. Yeah. And, you know, I think that is just what's so inspiring is that she, what she does is so selfless. And so the little that I can do is, I'm just so grateful. Absolutely. And, you know, I think she's very thankful for what, everything that you have done for her. And it's, it's, it's a lot between the two of you. I can't imagine any more fantastic people. Oh, you're doing so much, Cheryl. I, I, I cannot give you any more positivity. Honestly, you are doing a lot. And with your family, with this business, I know that it's only going to get better. I know you're only going to do more, more incredible things. So with that, let's go into promoting yourself and your business. Let everyone know where they can find you online, all your social media handles, any events that you got coming up that you want to promote. Take it away, Cheryl. All right. Okay. So. If you are not local, you can find me at AylaJaneDesigns.com. That's A-Y-L-A-J-A-N-E Designs with an S.com. And if you are in the Valley, you can find me at Scottsdale Quarter at the market by the fabulous folks of Junk in the Trunk. Yes. Um, I am also in uh, North Scottsdale at the cutest little coffee shop, which um, if you have a little one, it is great. It's called Cafe O' Play. Okay. F-E-A-U-P-L-A-I-T. Um, and they feature a handful of small businesses there as well. They have a nice. small area. I am also in Old Town Peoria at the Grand Project Shop. Okay. And Old Town Scottsdale at um, the Merchantile. And I am also at the Canopy Hotel in Old Town Scottsdale. And the at the West Valley, you can find me at Loyal Life, which nice. is the price. It's L-O-I-L um, L-I-F-E. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so awesome. Social media handles? Oh yes. How did I forget about that? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Isla Jane Designs. Awesome. And that was very, very good. Well done. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So everything is under Finding Arizona Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Finding Arizona Podcast. And last but not least, we do have a place for you to, guys to go become a super fan. Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. Uh, there you will sign up for one of the tiers. And in return, we give you bonus content. And we hope Cheryl will join us in one of those bonus content. It is called Fine Examination. 50 questions where we fill up with fun with our guests of the week. And with that, we say good night to all of you listening out there. Good night to Cheryl and to all the kids out there that she, all three kids, probably ready for bedtime soon, I hope. Soon. Thank soon. you all for having me. I uh, absolutely. <laughs> we say good night to all of you listening. Thank you again. We will catch you on the next episode. <laughs>